0: Hello, hello, hello everybody. We have got a great show today, in my opinion. Uh, I happen to have with me a couple of the ladies that helped start the uh, infamous Williston Audit which ended up having 25 violations and millions and millions of dollars unaccounted for. So I tell you what, it's Dawn and Penny, but I'm going to let them introduce themselves uh, because I, it's the first time I've seen their faces, too. We've been in contact through text in this, as this wonderful world has it. So ladies, how are you doing? And please introduce yourselves.
1: Oh, we're doing good. My name is Dawn Hollingsworth, and I'm uh. going to Okay, and just to correct you on that intro, sorry to do so. There's 21 findings, not 25.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> that that's yet. <laughs> we have we, oh, yeah, that's we true. R- round two. Round two is coming out this summer. Hopefully, we'll be getting into a little bit more about the reason I'm saying hopefully in, in a little bit. But, ladies, um, I'd like to know one thing first of all. Uh, how did you guys get involved and what moved you to action to to get an auditor or someone involved to question the Williston School Board and what was going on? Um, <laughs> well, it, it's not a short story. It's a long
1: story. That's all right. But to make it a shorter story, um, like myself, Having been involved, you know, with our own kids in the district, and mind you, this was prior to reorganizations. We were part of the rural um, district eight schools, and with that, you know, having been a parent, volunteering, then on PTO, and then, you know, time goes by, years passed, then being on the D eight school board. So, and with that, during that time. The conversations and so many things had changed. There was a recall um, that happened that fall that I was put on the board, and um, that was to recall Penny over here. <laughs>
0: okay. Oh, you <laughs> evil, you evil woman, Penny. And along
1: with a um, another gentleman, oh Kurt Sullivan. Um, why we couldn't understand at the time, they really couldn't give reasoning other than they kept saying. There was no transparency. Okay. Yeah. And we know where that's at right now. Yeah, we do. But anyway, so that was the excuse. Um, Once that had occurred, even prior to that, though, even in that fall, there was different conversations that were taking place about disillusion, reorganization, but yet us as board members and as a board as a whole that was never part of the conversation at all.
0: Now you and I have you and I have talked a little bit and um when when you were brought on, you th- said the board had basically the plans were all in place. That you had the the district in your opinion was was pretty much under control. And then there was this kerfluffle with the recall and everything else. And suddenly with the new people on the board the dynamics shifted and suddenly reorganization became uh, more imperative and started really being pounded. And all the plans that you guys had, where you had everything, you had it budgeted, you had this, you had you had new schools planned, yada, yada, everything was paid for. Suddenly, that was thrown out the window with no explanation, correct?
1: Correct. We had plans and, and literally, like you're saying, explaining everything was already in place between schools and going from a K-8 district to a K-12 district. That was all in place, ready to go. Um, there had been strategic planning done. Um, teachers were being hired. L- literally, all of those things were in place. We had found a principal. It was it was a done deal. Moving forward, um, then this recall took place, and the conversation totally changed to, "Oh, we're going to put this. We're going to table this." And then it was reorganization. And potential dissolution of D eight. See that Why, just that just doesn't district, make sense.
0: Because the mean, yeah, you guys were doing well. You had money in the bank. You had everything planned. Everything was ready to go. So, um, who'd you tick off? Apparently,
1: everybody. <laughs> by being
0: efficient. A... By being efficient. Who did you <laughs> ladies tick <take> off? <laughs> How dare you? Um.
1: It, There's a lot of, how shall I say, power and control that's um, wanted and desired here. And if you're in that way, well, you better get out of the way.
0: Who do you believe was...
1: bigger pictures.
0: Yeah. Who who do you believe was... I I know who I've heard. Uh, I've heard that it was... I'll, I'll go out on the limb. I've heard that it was Burgum who pushed this through, that it was Burgum who wanted this redistricting, that he has plans. And when I take a look at some of the plans that I see coming down, where there's going to be a a lot of government contracts that are going to be coming into Minot, Williston area and stuff, with the bases and things that are just cropping up and they're going into full mode to uh, be building schools and everything. It seemed to me that that was probably known and that there's money to be made there. Therefore, we can't have business as usual, and that this w- was the precursor because somebody had, as we would like to say, foreknowledge and wanted to make sure that things went their way. And that's me talking. You all don't have to take my words. I'm just saying.
1: So we had um, a meeting that Governor Bergen came up here and had done. It was called... Uh, the Williston Governor Summit, so to speak. He met here. He requested all of the school districts in Williams County to attend. Okay, fine. Our second meeting. Oh, that's right. They went to Bismarck. When was that? April of 21. Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was in April. Um, District 1 and District 8 were summons to the Capitol per the governor's request. And mm-hmm. they had a conversation about how they had to work unified and together as a whole and so on and so forth for a community. So then he came back up in August of, oh, this was in 2019, excuse me. Yeah, that was in 2019 that that happened. And um, so he brought all of the districts within Williams County together, had a conversation as though it seemed like it was – all about schools, but yet it wasn't when you look at it as a whole. Mm-hmm. You look at, he discussed transportation, he discussed economic development, he discussed not not just the schools, but um, health and human service pieces, you know, so like hospital or clinic medical. Yep. He spoke of also the um, law enforcement, EMS, all of those pieces. Well, when you look at things and you look at the bigger picture here what has changed in Williston well we have a new airport we have you know years ago the bypass was put in you have now a new clinic Sanford's come, coming coming yep. yeah you have um continual changes um, with EMS law enforcement I mean it just totally boomed you know why would a smaller community need four fire departments Fire yep. hall yep. within a city limits that I fits mean, in with- You look at these different things and you go, Hold on a second, yep, what else is going on? What is this big picture? Why were you talking to us and saying, Um, you in Williston here, you're going to set the precedent for the whole rest of the state of North Dakota? You should, you know, you should be proud of this, you should be on board with these changes, and,
0: and this fits you know, in. This fits in exactly with, uh, that he just, he's throwing 25 million into this recruitment thing where they're going to be going out to other states and trying to convince people to move here to live and everything else. And when I took a look at all of these pieces, the Williston, the Minot, and then this $25 million expense to recruit people, and then they dropped the little nugget buried in there that said that there's going to be multi-million dollars in improvements and stuff coming to the bases and other things out there, and they're going to be needing people to work, so they're going to be bringing people in, and people are going to be expecting infrastructure and in bigger schools, and I went, ah, <laughs> I've got it. Now, I've got it. Now, can I connect all the tentacles and take them directly there no but y- you know what if it walks like a duck and it quacks quacks like a duck um, i'm not looking for zebras and you guys were stuck right in the middle of this and you literally had the rug pulled out of you when you you've got a school that's functioning and working and a board that's doing what it's supposed to do and i don't i don't appreciate when stuff like that happens Just a second, Penny. Can you get a little closer? Because you're a little muddy on your audio. Perfect.
2: Um, when he came in and talked to us, he came in and said we, these billion-dollar, with a B, not an M, billion-dollar
1: yes, infrastructure that was, coming in. that was in August, okay. And he had said, well, you know, I was just in Canada, and, you know, coming down here, you know, we're so grateful and thankful for these multi-million-dollar projects that we have you know, going on in our state, but folks here, you know, you need to change that M. Just think about it. Change that M to a B for billion dollar projects. In order to do that, we need to work as a unified group. Again, he kept reiterating through this whole meeting with us, Williams County school districts of how we need to be unified. And he multiple times would state district one and district eight. You need to work as one. You need to work as a unified group. Um, You know, what did that mean? And then, of course, you know, going later, well, here we are, a reorganized district. So our whole community was reorganized.
0: Now, when we we talked yesterday about that district, the district you took on apparently had some, uh, shall we say, economic issues?
1: Yes. Big time.
0: So literally, we rescued a district on your backs. Am I, is is that pretty close to what happened?
1: Yes. Yes, they were bankrupt. They were pretty much bankrupt.
0: With the amount of money we throw at schools, how, excuse me, but how in Hades can a school district be bankrupt?
2: Well, when you don't reconcile your bank statements or close out your books every year, it's hard to keep to how much money you have.
0: Which is why an auditor okay. comes in doggone handy, and this, which is why self-auditing is such a bad eye idea. So when he came to you and you, you suddenly found out that you were going to be inheriting, quite frankly, this mess, were you given any options or you were just told, sit down, shut up. It's coming. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know,
2: there is a small group of us that, um, you know, worked really hard to pose the questions and, and, um, to have hire attorneys, which is really difficult to find an attorney that will assist you and even to um, help you with, understand some of the things. Um, and really the auditor's office, that kind of came to us because of the partial audit at the partial school. Otherwise we hadn't even thought about it. And we really right. didn't have any other, any other options to go because every single Entity that we had approached and looked for help, whether it be the state school board, um, the governor's office, the secretary of state's office, every single entity basically poo-pooed us.
0: They told you you were crazy. And when you started with the FOIAs, what happened?
2: Um, they, they would tell us that there was nothing there, that it was past the date, that there was no.
1: Um, that's
0: not our jurisdiction.
1: That's not our
2: jurisdiction. Or in um, some instances. When you did an open record request, they would um, they would make it very very cost prohibitive to get.
0: Yeah, I I understand that. Uh, I I've seen a lot of that happening with freedom of information requests, not just for me but from other people that I know that have been told, oh yeah, we'll get you that, but it's going to cost you a grand. Or five or six hundred bucks, and and uh, and then they sit back and smile. I'm going to get right back to that because I'm interested in in the fact that you're not getting your questions answered. But I have to do a a wonderful profit margin break for Southtown Poorhouse because every day is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse, and I ask for you guys to stop in for your favorite drinks and of course happy hour. You can buy one app and get one half off. Every day from 6 to 8 p.m., and you can't forget about their $3 burgers on Tuesdays and the awesome steak specials on Thursdays from 5 to 8. Make sure to check out SouthtownPorehouseGF.com to find out when your favorite band is playing live. On 324, it's Rhyme or Reason. On 325, it's Save Me CJ. But always remember, no matter who's playing, every day is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse, located at 2015 Library Circle, next to the Grand Cities Mall. Open Tuesday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 2 a.m., and they are hiring! All right, FOIAs uh, and, and, and all these things. When you get your FOIAs, did, did you actually get some stuff that's redacted as well as a bill? Yes. So much for open records, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Nothing to do with stupidness, but yeah, things that.
0: Really wow. See, that's the same problem we ran into. And they're they're all for transparency up until the time that you start asking questions. (laughs) And then then their transparency goes right to their version of transparency is we're going to give a press release and you're going to read your newspaper and that's all you need to know and you're going to trust us. And I'm really sorry, but I gave up that uh, as a lifestyle probably about 10 years ago. And they've done nothing to make me think that it's gotten any better. So let's go back to just a quick second and look at this reorganization uh, of this district. What criteria did they use to tell you that you had to reorganize?
1: Nothing.
0: They couldn't answer that question. Tell me me what the the three criteria are to reorganize a district. and uh, You didn't... Um. One was financial stability. Okay. So if they were
1: not stable. Second was a significant or severe um, drop in uh, academics, yep. which it wasn't. It was continually going up. Um, and the third, I don't remember what the third was. Betterment of the students, financial And there was, I think, uh, enrollment. Oh, enrollment.
0: That's right. I believe was
1: probably the third one. And you guys were were golden. You guys were golden. Yes. Yes. Yeah, there was absolutely no excuse to reorganize that rural district.
0: Except somebody had bigger plans because they knew what was coming in.
1: Which I
2: was actually told that. After fact, after I was left the board, I had somebody come up and say, "You do know that there
0: was a five-year plan put in place." Yep. Oh, but you don't need to know about that, y'all. Just members of the school board. But we have this alternative five-year plan, and we'll we'll let you in on the chunks that maybe you need to know after you after you've already done due due diligence. But other than see, this is what I love about transparency in this state, and the good old boys club that. None, and believe me, there's girls involved in this too, but the good, old, the good old boys slash girls club that seems to be running with the basic idea of, of accruing more of their wealth by taking more of ours. So what's, what's happening with you guys' property taxes and stuff because of this rescue organization and other things?
1: So, And part of the campaign of this, too, they were, of course, much louder than a few people. So with their campaign, they proposed and and promoted over and over and over again, how it was more cost effective, Mm -hmm. how it was going to be better for academics, how it was going to boost um, so many other aspects in the community. However, now we're sitting here, you know, they had made promise to lower taxes, they had made promise to expand with all kinds of extracurriculars and other academics and other pieces but what has actually transpired is the taxes increased, which we tried to say they would. Yep. Um, the academics have absolutely gone uh, way worse than what we had. The, uh, not
2: due to the teachers. Not the
1: due, due to teachers, teachers. Doing no. No, but there are certain pieces that they're not the same, you know. And to say that we're in, oh, it's getting better. Well, yeah, but well, you, I've also, before you're even getting better now, you can't use that. Where we were, it is significantly, significantly
0: worse. So all of the perks that they said, you're going to, you're, you're going to feel the pain, but you're going to be getting all of this stuff. And my other personal favorite, it's for the children. You mean, (laughs) you mean SOBs. How can you be so cruel? It's for the children. Don't you know you're nickel and diming those kids? Yeah, okay, I know. I've been an evil old witch for a while now it's because I spent 20 years as a teacher, and I kept looking at the return on my investment going, this sucks.
1: I'm not, getting,
0: I'm, I'm not getting a damn thing from my investment here. And the funny thing is, is they kept telling us this legislative session how they're going to handle property taxes and all of this other stuff. Well, what, what's happened is, of course, exactly what also I predicted, too. The value... Full and true value uh, so far on four of my homes has gone up over eighteen grand each. So what's going to happen to my property tax cuts that the legislature has done? And uh, seeing as how I'm retired and don't have any income and other things. In other words, once again, ladies, as you've experienced, they lie. And you aren't supposed to be able to do anything about it because if you ask the wrong questions, well... You're, you're ostracized, you're told to sit down, shut up and you're,
1: you're called liars, you're yes! called deceivers, you're called Stupid. Um, <laughs> disgruntled um, oh yeah. We, it, we've been called was... all kinds of things. We've been slandered we've been viciously attacked um, you know by media M- more than just one media source but by multiple and um, online
2: and online, online.
1: been horrible. Oh,
0: yeah, the keyboard and warriors. Having, are, <laughs> having
1: been hacked, I mean, it just goes on.
0: Well, now, the audit, vindication. What's going to become oh. of that? Because Josh is not an enforcement branch. So uh, I know right? what they're doing with the legislative now is they're trying to, number one, destroy Josh, which we'll get back to. The other thing they're trying to do is they were pissed off because they told Josh what they wanted was, When he does an audit, he's not supposed to release the findings to anybody else until they've had a chance to look them over, which means, in other words, until they've had a chance to formulate a spin and hide what they don't want to come to light. And Josh looked right at him and said, no, it's everybody's information. When I release an audit, the people get it, you get it. And they went, well, that's not right. They've actually tried to bury some of this information for up to two years to keep it from the people so that when it finally comes out, the people are going to be looked at and said, well, that's old news. Don't you know you people are complaining about something that was two years ago? Well, we have fixed it and we've moved on. No, no, that is not the way this is supposed to work. What are you ladies finding about that scenario? Well,
2: ironically, they got the information the day before it was let mm-hmm. out.
1: They did. They got what they wanted. He, he gave them a courtesy 24 hours because we all knew it was not. I mean, those of us that were a part of this knew it was not going to be pretty. I, I mean, we, we had questioned before, um, even when I was still on the board and they started, we started holding the reorganization committee meetings so you had district 1 district 8 and you had these combined reorganization committee and on that I had questioned um, numerous constituents over and over we had questioned in open forums regarding the reorg and so on and so forth we want to see audits it would it would go on deaf ears nobody would ever respond nobody would comment nothing it was completely ignored
0: So you guys tried to do it their way. And basically, your last resort was, thank God, Josh Galleon to uncover stuff.
1: uh, Well, so in fall of 21, um, there was a, uh, it was a general meeting, school board meeting. And in that meeting, the business manager had disclosed, you know, here's where we're at, or at least attempting, trying to. Um, knowing full well, of course we knew how bad things were, Mm -hmm. but the people didn't and people didn't understand that, but putting that together, it was, Oh, um, you know, letting you know, the board know that we're anywhere from two to $4 million in discrepancy. You know, we don't know, um, or in the whole, we don't know. And also there's, there's something else going on, but I don't know what it is. (laughs) There's something else there. There's something not quite right. Well, gee, I I wonder, 21 findings, 370 discrepancies 377 million in discrepancies. Yeah.
0: 377 million is not like somebody um, went to McDonald's and used the wrong credit card. Oh yeah. The credit cards, you know,
1: one point,
0: what two million? Yep, in credit cards. It there there appears yeah. uh, there appears to me to be no accounting, no accountability, no auditing. Nobody mm-hmm. is paying any attention because it's not their money and they don't give a damn. And the problem I've had with not just um, the Williston School audit, but I believe it's it's more widespread, which is why Bismarck people. The people came out and requested, nodded, and I think it's throughout the state. I think our education system is being used for basically almost like money laundering. Nobody's keeping track of what's going on. All they keep telling us is that they need more money. We're going to keep raising your property taxes. If they can't raise property taxes, they're going to raise valuations. We're going to keep dumping money into it. Oh, and by the way, we're no longer going to require SATs to enter a college and we're no longer going to have standardized tests. And when we do have those and we have a score, I think, I think the last thing was whether people are like in Grand Force, one of the Grand Force schools was at 36% for reading at a middle school. Well, that's just because of COVID. No, no, it is not. This is a situation where we have an organization that is crucial. And it is in crisis, and nobody wants to admit it. Nobody wants to talk about it. And even more criminal, nobody wants to do anything about it.
2: Oh my God, nobody should fear an audit. Nobody no. should fear, um, you know, the auditor's office coming in because it's going to – unless you're doing something bad. If you're doing something that you know is wrong or um, anything along those lines, yeah, then maybe you should fear it. But if you're just – if you're going about your and, and you mess up and do something, they want to show you what you're doing wrong and they want to help you fix it. Um, or they'll tell you, good job, you're doing a great job on this, but this might work a little bit better. But nobody should fear an audit. And the people, whether it is a school district or a city or a county or any state entity, they should, it's our money. It's not the state's money. It is
1: our money. Yeah, that's just it. It's OPM, other people's money. It's not one person. It's not one entity. It's everyone's money.
0: Right, because when it goes into... Everyone says, well, it's just... It, we can't do anything about property taxes because it's not a state issue. The hell it isn't. The hell it isn't. I'm because... because. This is under that huge blanket run by Basler that's called the education system, and it right now is dysfunctional and it is in bad shape. And as far as not fearing an audit, it's real apparent that that's exactly what they fear in this legislative session. On Friday, there was actually supposed to be a hearing, and they they stopped allowing written testimony and people, people having testimony uh, a week before the hearing. Now, a hearing means people are supposed to be able to testify. And when people showed up, and it was bad weather this weekend, and people, some people drove— and showed up to testify in person, they were told, oh, no, 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 this isn't a hearing, it's a committee, so you don't get to speak, we get to speak. (laughs) Meanwhile, Judy Lee, who happens to be on that hearing committee, whatever they want to call it at the given time, this is an email that was sent to a constituent who voiced an opinion about the fact that Josh Galleon's office needs to be left alone. It is unfortunate that you have not seen the information or watched the meetings with which the auditor has been involved. He has strongly criticized people and departments in his audits, not having provided all of the facts when only a few statements will make him look good, regardless of whether or not the whole truth is included fine people's reputations have been damaged by his interest in promoting himself. He wants to present the image of protecting the taxpayer's money when his main purpose is to promote himself. The legislature is working hard and putting in very long days to thoroughly study and move forward bills which will serve North Dakota well, including tax reform, human services expansions to serve vulnerable individuals, education funding, my personal favorite, and Many other complicated issues, always trying to serve people, while assuring that the programs are funded with taxpayers in mind. Social media doesn't want to do the homework on the tough issues, so you see no news about it. They'd rather print titillating headlines that will catch someone's eye about simple and often foolish topics. Those bills waste our time. Be careful whom you criticize. Perhaps a little fact-finding might be a good idea first. What do you ladies feel about that response from a legislator? <laughs> Please unload, because I'm, uh, I'm uh, yeah, as you can tell, I'm, the, the gloves are off on, on this girl here. Because when somebody, when a, when a so-called legislator resar- responds to anybody, not me in this case, but responds to anybody who's paying their salary with that amount of snark, Excuse me, but Houston, we have a problem.
2: My personal opinion is that his office is doing exactly what they are supposed to be doing and what every single one of our legislators should be doing
1: instead of what they are currently doing. It's just plain and simple. He does what he's supposed to do and they look like fools and that's on their own. That's on, I mean, it's automatic.
2: He's doing it for the right reasons. When our group got together and we started. The one thing that we always wanted to make sure is that we would think things a for the right reasons, and that we never went that we never um, did things for uh, an evil purpose or anything. It was always on the up and up. Um, and you know, whether with all the trials that we've gone through, we've always been able to know that we went about it the correct way.
1: Following law, following procedure. I mean, we have followed those to the T, literally. And where did it get us? Nowhere. The yeah. only, the only place, like Penny has already mentioned, was the auditor's office.
2: And what we've learned is, looking at North Dakota Century Code is um, what is written isn't necessarily how it's always interpreted.
1: There's black, <laughs> there's
2: white, and then there's gray. And then there's gray. gray. Yeah, and. Sometimes it's not what's written in Centric code and until you realize how it is being um, interpreted makes a big difference on how you take it when you're looking at it when somebody say, well, it's in sentry code. Um, and my, my opinion is the sentry code, there's a good place for it, but when they're putting laws and stuff on the books that only represent one entity and not um, reflective for the entire state, there's an ulterior motive going on
0: absolutely i agree totally with you i'm going to get right back to that and your motives and things but we are going to go to another profit break for executive properties which is a produced ad paul can you help me with that or do you want me to read her are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done asap Okay, ladies. So, you know, it's funny because they were talking, uh, and Judy Lee, she was talking about he's a headline hound, and 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 all he wants to do is 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 further his office. But here I've got an actual opinion letter that appeared in the form saying that from Michelle Comer that these this is the headline, which is something Judy Lee just mentioned. State auditor is a rabid press hound disguised as a watchdog. And it went on to talk about the audit of the North Dakota Commerce Department, which just uh, surprisingly enough, Michelle Comer was the head of at the time of that audit. And of course, she received information she did not wish to receive. Therefore, we are faced again with kill the messenger. And I have felt myself in many times when through this show and other things that there's a lot of kill the messenger that's going on out there. And um, people have often said, are you scared? And I said, well, yes and no. Yes, uh, because I know these people have long arms, and no, because I also know it's the right thing to do. How do you guys react? Because the, the attacks have been good, as I like to say, and and that by that I mean they don't stop coming, do they?
2: Oh. And the harder they come at you, the closer you know you're at. You're yep. hovering around that
1: bullseye. Yep. Yeah, so there's, you know, I mean, we're noticing it here, too. Um, there's quite the gamut on trying to be quiet or hush up this whole audit piece, Um, they have changed the subject over and over and over, um, literally to where they almost pretty much shushed their own board members. Some of the board members were pretty much shushed as well. And it's just crazy how... um, I'm not getting my train of thought out there. Um, But you know what? One thing, when we talk about some of the findings in there, Mm -hmm. so like finding number 12, I think it is. It says, Williston Public School District number one did not prepare a budget in compliance with Century Code. Uh, This district did not have supporting documentation for estimates made within the 2020-2021 budget. So when they supplied this information for reorg and everything, they didn't follow the doggone law to provide an estimated budget in the first place. So the entire reorg was a lie. The entire financial piece was a lie, and that's what people voted on.
0: Interesting. So they gave you bad information. They said they said vote on it. They instituted it, and none of it was true. And they're fine with that. And you're not supposed to question any of it. You're just supposed to watch your taxes when they come over the transom and have increased uh, by, well, mine increased by 73% uh, at one of my residences and stuff. And you're supposed to sit there and shut up again, right? Right.
1: Well, we've been told we need to move on. We need to move on. We need to allow the school district to move forward with the students.
0: Okay. Well, okay.
1: how do you move forward when you don't have the right number in the first thing in place? I'm just
0: gonna laugh. the, the reason. reason...
1: Where, where, the re... where are you pulling this out of your? This, this right isn't there.
0: this isn't funny. But the reason I'm gonna laugh is because has anybody used the term "we need to heal" yet? Because that's that's this is this is big. Politics. This is like politics at the federal level and it's happening here in North Dakota. And everybody that I talk to wants to tell me that. Oh, we're so safe. Oh, we're so fine. We're so lucky we live in North Dakota because this type of stuff doesn't happen here. Ladies, does this type of stuff happen here? Yes. It flies
2: locally all the
1: way up. Yep. Not just one agency, all agencies. It's it's all over.
0: It this is just the tip of the iceberg. I, I I firmly believe that um, this is part of the reason why they're working so hard, why the governor wants to bring in his own auditor, and why uh, they're fighting so hard to to not only silence the auditor's office, but they've also done some major rewriting of Century Code and other items this legislature, as well as they're trying to mess with initiatives so that the people can no longer bring forth the initiatives and get them on the ballot, Three, They're they're doing three things. One really concerns me. One of them is you have to have lived in the state a minimum of 126 months, which I'm fine with that. You can't pay anybody to circulate petitions. I'm fine with that too. But the last one, the last thing that they want to do for initiatives is that there has to be a double vote on it. You have to have the initiative brought in at the primary and then again at the general election. Well, as they well know, Very few people bother to vote in the primary. Most people vote in the general. So what they're counting on is that it won't pass in the primary and won't ever make it to the general. That besides, why should you have to vote twice on something if you went out and did all due diligence and got the petitions and stuff in? This seems to me that what part of what your audit and some of these other audits and stuff have have done is ripped this apart, and nobody... Absolutely nobody is happy at the legislative uh, level that this dirty laundry, this malfeasance, this b- outright breaking of law is being shown and exposed.
2: I mean, seriously, how embarrassing to have your school district come in and, and how be in such a, a mess as it is. That's embarrassing. And not only that, but you know nothing was reconciled. there was nothing done. For at least five years, how does that go unchecked? How you know they're supposed to have an independent audit every single year? How does that go unchecked, and why do those auditors not report that someplace?
1: You know, not only on the uh, not only on them, they're supposed to follow law financially and you know back a district up. I mean, granted they're working for the district, so if they hire a CPA firm, the board has, or the district has hired them to do so. And you would expect them to up, be upfront and honest because this, again, this is OPM. This isn't just the board's money. This is the people's money. We're, we're expecting, you know, we've elected these people to do the right things, and when that's not being done, that there's a lot of uh, questions. There's a lot of things at, at stake there, you know, and it raises the question too with DPI. You know, under um, finding number 17, Williston Public School District number one submitted the school district financial report for 2020-2021 school year to the North Dakota Department of Public Instruction that contained revenues, expenditures, and fund balances that did not agree to the underlying financial records. What does that mean? That means DPI did not do their check. They didn't bother to say anything. They just let it go through.
0: Yep. And that's what I mean. This is, this is something that's bad and it's showing up in Williston. I have a feeling it's going to show up in Bismarck if they're allowed to do the audit. And I happen to think it's statewide because I think that public instruction, North Dakota public instruction is doing nothing. They're doing oh, and, nothing.
1: And also you got to realize this audit here for Williston was only for District 1. It was more or less a closing so the people had put out that petition in 21 and in the midst of all of that time frame, you know, until February 1st, when this was released to the public with the findings, it was trying to get what they needed to be done. They said, okay, we'll work with the CPA firm that the district had already hired. Um, the third party we will allow them to do the, uh, the financial statements, provide that to us, report to us, You know, we'll work together in unison. Okay, fine. Well, plain and simple, that wasn't happening. They were not providing what needed to be provided to the auditor's office. They did not, things did not work out. So the auditors came back and said, okay, well, we're very sorry. Once again, this is taking so long, but please understand, we now have to take over because we need to close the books for a district that's no longer existing before we can get to the people's audit. We have to do this first. They haven't done it, so we're gonna take over. We're gonna start from scratch, we're gonna go through everything, which of course took more time. Um, so this particular audit was only of the one district and not of everything. This is just the financials of that one district and closing out that books. Wow.
0: Yeah, had they closed out their books prior to the reorganization, we
1: that
0: we wouldn't would be have sitting here.
2: been here. No, that wouldn't have even been like that.
0: Yeah. This this amount of, uh, quite frankly, malfeasance. I mean, that's the only other thing I can. This isn't uh, you know, you reach a point where you can pass oopsie and you go into who knows this is going going on. That's why I said, you know, it's almost like there's money laundering going on here because there what else can you call it? When there's that much money, that much lack of oversight, and and that much uh, trying to hide things, you've passed, we've made a mistake. And you've moved into, we intentionally did this, and oh my God, we got caught. Move a little closer, Penny.
2: Sorry, it's that- almost like the twilight zone. You know, it's, you can't even... You can't even imagine it until you start digging into things
0: and and seeing it for yourself. Well, I know because I've had people that I've talked to that, again, say I wear a wonderfully stylish tin hat when I talk about things like this. But I try to explain to them that if this is occurring here, it's probably occurring in your backyard because I'm in the eastern part of the state you're in the western part of the state and people w- would like to say oh that's that's over there. it isn't ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen this is occurring in department after department after department this is why they can't bother to give us property tax relief because they haven't finished stealing everything we have yet and they haven't they haven't finished um, money laundering it all over the place within the state meanwhile telling us to sit down and be quiet and if you think because you voted for somebody with an R after their name that you're safe and you can sit back and cross your hands over your tummy tum and go oh well I'm so glad because my folks are taking care of the state you're wrong this crosses all party lines this crosses everything and this is deep and it's 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 just unconscionable. And when you when you the farther you dig, the, it's like you said it's the twilight zone. The more you go, this can't be real. But there's no other option. There's no other alternative. But it's real. It's happening.
1: Well, you uh, you learn over after time too, and having worked with different um, entities within our state, you learn that there are no coincidences when it comes to money and politics. It's not a coincidence any longer. It's over and over and over, and you finally come to terms with, here you go. I mean, and this is where this audit piece is, yeah, it's validation that we told you we never lied, not once. We didn't make things up. We knew there was wrong. We didn't have proof because they would not provide it in open records. Like we had said before, it was either the cost was so outlandish or, you know, we just could not get that or we could not get assistance on that. Um, but, you know, at the same time, we look at this and we go, okay, keeping in mind this was not a complete 100% audit of everything. This was just a sample. This was a sample product of what was going on. So you... Think about that. Put that into perspective and go, oh my gosh, this is just a te- this is just a testing. So if you were to truly audit every single piece, oh my lord, I, I can't fathom.
0: See, and that's the thing that that I'm always looking at is the fact that. If we've uncovered this month, if you two ladies and, and, and Josh and, have uncovered this much just by taking literally a fingernail and going scratch skitch, 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 imagine what would happen if you guys took a shovel. I, oh. it, 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 it's beyond, beyond me. I've got one last wonderful profit margin break, and that is for Life Vantage. And I want to ask, do you take collagen? And if you do, have you heard about the one-of-a-kind collagen? This collagen not only replenishes your body, but helps your body create its own collagen using natural products and it maintains it. To find out more about this amazing product, please contact Stephanie Kronelka and Life Vantage. For more information, check out stefk.lifevantage.com or text 701-230-9306 or or email skbethhealth at gmail.com and biohack your life with LifeVantage. And if you are a computer illiterate like me, you can just go out to gfbestsource.com and click on the link, and it will take you directly to LifeVantage. It is easy peasy. Okay, ladies. You know, this. the thing that I'm trying to, to, to stress to everybody is that this isn't revenge. I don't have anything on my my... Plate to take out Judy Lee or, or anybody else. I am not having an affair with Josh Galleon. I am not defending him in any way due to that. I am simply looking for the truth. And I'm having a hell of a time when I look at your audit and the other things finding anything that even resembles the truth anymore. Well, going into this, we didn't
2: even... We... Always thought that the audit was just financials. We didn't realize that it was actually it could be more than the financials.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. he took out he so, took out the, the health and human human services and found out that kids that were in danger that were supposed to be being seen in 24 hours had an average of, of 13 day wait time before somebody connected with them. Well, a lot can happen to a kid in 13 days. Uh, he's found out that people aren't putting things out to bid; they're just Managing to hand them over to people they know. This is wrong.
2: Well, and so let point that uh, now when you go in with our school board, if it's not on the agenda, you can't talk about it in public comment, is the rule that they've made. Or a lot of the things that they are discussing and um, making decisions on, like land issues and whatnot, mm-hmm. those are being held in committee. They're, those decisions are not being communicated and talked in the, in the normal board meeting, in the, in the monthly or bi-monthly board meeting. It's happening in committee. So, so they're sending don't...
0: out emails and stuff and, and handling business, and then they sit down and say, you're not allowed to comment, or well, we'll, I love the one where they actually sit there and spend more time looking at their watch because they're timing you than actually listening to you because God knows that's important that you stick to your three minutes. It seems to me that open records and transparency... Yeah. Did you say you had an email that came through or something, and, and you've seen stuff at the board level be be being handled in emails? Um, not
2: not so much in the e- No, not in emails.
0: Not that I've seen. I'm not saying that it's not no. Email. No, I not understand. I just I'm just trying to class clarify. If
2: they're going on. You know, they're having it um, discussions in committee meetings and then it comes through to their normal board meeting and those discussions that should be happening,
1: mm-hmm. so those don't happen. No, the discussions don't happen, so to speak. Okay. Like, so, yeah, in agreement to that, you know, don't know if there's discussions by email and decisions that are being made, and then it just goes to the board for a rubber stamp to be placed on it.
0: Um, now, can you, you ask know, for, for their emails? Because I know we can't ask for legislators' emails.
1: You can ask for them, but, um, you know, I have a recent one here that I requested, and, um, you know, it it said that you can get it, it's in Hotmail or Outlook format. Okay, fine. Um, If you want it in another format, that's going to cost you another eight
0: hours in a PDF format. Oh, Okay, yes. so so what we're catching, catching your, your bills running up so that you can actually see it, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah, because the, the state the state doesn't have a, a huge surplus and it doesn't have enough money. They, all, even though they keep telling us how much money they're rolling in, yet when you try to do a FOIA or or request an open records, it's amazing how quickly they want to charge you for all that, isn't it? Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, why do you have to hide? What what is their tie if there's nothing wrong? Then why is there a fight for the people?
0: And I always thought, you know, I'm I'm paying these people to do the, their job anyway. So I'm paying them once. When I do an open records or a FOIA request, then I'm being asked to pay them again for something that is supposed to be open and transparent. And quite frankly, couldn't all of these records and emails and stuff be available online so I could just go out to my local school board and go out and see what emails and stuff are, are being sent out, uh, see what meeting minutes are available. I mean, this, in this age of technology with supposedly the Don Juan of technology running our state, it seems to me that we've got damn little working for us and a lot of firewalls going up for them.
2: Not everybody's using this full email address either. They're using their personal ones, whether it's for work or just a personal one. So now try to get those.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Well, I know that the legislators have gone out and said, no, you can't have our emails. So that's just another firewall that's gone up. So they can literally be conducting business, whether they're actually in the committee or not. And again, we can't open records request that because that is now even on their state computers and their state emails. This, the more we peel this back, the more um, upset I get. What other things? We've got about 10, fi- 10 minutes left, a little over that. What other fun things can you tell me that, that was discovered in this Williston audit that you just kind of went, are you kidding me?
1: Well, like it's been mentioned before, you know, some of the testing identified adjusting journal entries totaling approximately $377 million.
0: Wait, wait, $377 million. Um, Yep. Okay. Um, and our review
1: noted that approximately $133 million of adjusted entries did not have approval. $133 million didn't have approval.
0: So they're just out there but spending. We're going
1: to just move forward and yeah. call it a
0: day. Yeah. It's, it's- let's heal. Let's heal. Let's let's heal and, and, and you and it's for the children you dirty s o p s. you know, that works for a little bit. But but I'm getting I'm getting quite quite tired of it. And we're talking millions and millions of dollars unaccounted for. Um, spent without approval, credit cards that are God knows what they were purchasing. We're talking about test scores for our students dropping through the floor. And this is one, one scratch, scratch, scratch audit in one school district. What the hell would we uncover if we actually went into the Department of Public Instruction?
2: They're not even verifying whether or not the student is
1: accurate. No, that's this doesn't include any of that. So you know, the thought is with this next audit, the actual people's petition for audit in the state auditor's office would be they're going to look at anything and everything. Um, The people left it open. Uh, We didn't ask for just financials; we asked for it all, meaning they can look at enrollment. They can look at the numbers. They can look at how it's managed, how it's implemented, how transitions take place, all of that stuff. Um, They could audit who uses the bathroom at the high school and which bathroom when throughout the day. They They can look at whatever they choose as the people have allowed them to do so.
0: That could be really why they're going after Josh and you ladies quite as hard as they are. Because, because I they figure. don't want this disclosed.
1: There's a We know there's a lot there.
0: I think that, you know, I, like many people, was focusing on the millions and millions. Because, again, that's taxpayer money. But I think the more that we dig through this, it's going to be very, very ugly. And we're going to discover even more. I have to say it and this is my words not anybody else's but I think I think this is there is no way we can be classifying this as unintentional. I just I don't see how at this level and this this amount and um the the idea that one has to simply walk away and heal and ignore it to me is uh ludicrous. And I can't imagine that you ladies feel any differently.
1: No, I mean, how do you walk away from that? You stop and you think and, you know, you've been around it for so long. You you have your own, not just your tax dollars, but you have a, a different kind of vested interest with your own children, with your own students. And you have friends, you have other family. I mean, it is absolutely for them. If they're going to have what, what the district says they're supposed to have, well, who's going to make sure that's being done? Well, somebody needs to stand up for them because they're not. They say that they are. They say that they're moving forward. They say that they're doing this for the kids. Well, no, you're not. If you're doing this, if this is how you're managing this district, you are not doing a very good job, and you are not doing what's right for these students at all. You are hindering... I'm sorry. No, you it, go ahead. You're, you're hindering them from having more opportunity, from having the better academics, for having the tools that maybe staff are needing having the extracurriculars that you have promised that have not taken place and upkeep on buildings and i i could go on and on and on but that is what is their job and that is part of that management that is not being done
2: accountability no no something there is no place to
1: go and report
2: it you can't just report it to DPI. you can't report it to the state school board there is Literally, no place other than voting um, somebody off of the school board to right. to go. Literally, no place.
1: Yeah, there's there's no entity out there that can hold a school board or the district accountable. Well, but yet the people are the electors who elected them, and we're technically their boss.
0: One would think. Now, would think. I have to ask you, because you said you're having trouble having North Dakota attorneys want to take this on. And I understand that is because any time a North Dakota attorney tries to take something like this on, they're told that their law license is in jeopardy. So back off. So there's speaking about revenge and stuff there. But what what do you guys can you take this to a court? Uh, what what might be the final hoo-ha here?
1: We we had hired an attorney. Um the group of us out west here had hired an attorney. Um reluctantly, it took a while to even find one that would take the case and help us because no one wanted to do it. Well we're associated with the school board association. We're we're already involved with school districts. Um, It's a conflict. We can't, we can't, we can't, we can't over and over and over again. And then we finally hit a point even with the attorneys that we had, and they said, okay, we've hit a point. Um, It's a moot point, and nobody's going to go any further anyway. Hmm. Because you're going to be going up against the state, and we're not going to win that. We already know that. Nobody's going to take your case at that point. Oh, So does that mean the governor has his his pockets and all the judges do? In the court, so well, clearly it's,
0: it's not looking we good.
1: Don't, yeah, we were told don't even bother because you you're not going to go anywhere.
0: Well, ladies, whether
1: you're right whether you're right or not, it doesn't matter.
0: Ladies, I gotta tell you, um, I definitely appreciate the fact that you've done due diligence and that you refuse to sit down and shut up, and that you are continuing to fight not just for the taxpayers' money, but for our children. And trust me, as a as a teacher, you are fighting for our children. I want to make something very clear uh, to everyone. These fights are not about getting revenge. It's not about hating somebody uh, at, at the legislative level. What it is about is about attempting to find the truth and attempting to find something that's been very missing today, Uh, It's called justice. And speaking to that, I would like to tell everybody, too, on the national level, there has been word put out that Trump might be arrested uh, on Tuesday, which would be tomorrow, and that he is calling for people to protest. I would like to say, please, 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 when we speak about justice, remember, it does not necessarily apply to everybody equally, especially anymore. Remember January 6th, please keep your heads screwed on straight, fight the legal way like these ladies are doing, like I'm trying to do. Please keep your wits about you and understand that uh, this is a long haul game and we are in it to win it. Ladies, I want to tell you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the time you guys. Um, Anything else you'd like to say before we end the show today?
1: (laughs) Forever. Well, we'll
0: we'll have you we'll have you back because I got to tell you this is something uh, I'm not going to let go, and I know you aren't either. And I think the more we keep peeling back this onion, we're going to find seeing things that aren't pretty at all, ladies. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it. Please, please, don't let them make you sit down and shut up. You're wonderful people, everybody this is kit Kit. no no worries you will always have a platform here everybody this is kit brennan she's saying it's monday we've had a great day keep doing the right thing it ain't always easy but it is always the right thing bye-bye